Now, just if you're visiting, we, we always have ministry times. And the ministry times, what I mean by that is praying for one another. And at the end of the service, we would typically have some word, what we call words of knowledge read out and then invite anybody who wants to give their life to Christ and anybody else who has any issues just to go to my right, your left, and they get prayed for by the ministry team. That's how we normally do it, and that's at the end of the service. But I'm going to speak briefly and allow a little bit of time within the context of what would normally be our service just to be together rather than scurrying off to get the kids and, and, and have refreshments, just to allow the Holy Spirit just to minister to us. And that's a very deliberate thing. In fact, when we began this series, I did a similar thing. It's, it, it's something we do occasionally. It's not something we do every week. So what we're going to do today is not going to be what we do every week. Uh, maybe we should do it every week. I don't know. But, but the truth of the matter is I just wanted to give you a heads up. And during that time, I'm going to read out the words of knowledge and then maybe get one or two other people up here and ask them to give uh, words of knowledge if, 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 uh, or whatever. And then uh, I'm not sure whether I'll invite those folk who are responding to those words of knowledge to come down here or whether I'll just get you to stand where you are and get folk around you to pray for you. I just don't know yet. We'll see how we go. But I just want to give you a heads up on that. I don't want you to get weirded out by it. Uh, it's just part of the gospel. That It's not just a gospel of words. This isn't just another lecture hall. This is a church and we believe that God is present. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about that and hopefully give you a little insight and confidence. But because of that, we, we, it's important. It's beholden upon us to allow opportunity and space in our busy lives just to receive from God and be ministered to by God and sometimes comforted and encouraged, sometimes challenged, of course, but also healed by God. So, so that's what you can expect. But let me just sort of round this up. And I'm going to think a little bit to begin with, by, by about this word presence. Now, I have to say it's interesting. The word presence in this church and in the wider church is a very topical one. We, we sing about the presence. There are some movements within Christendom that are really focused on the presence, and it's the presence this and the presence that and the present the other. It's all about the presence. And I, I'm not going to say that's wrong because we need God's presence. But curiously enough, when Felicity and I first began this Christian life, we, what excited us was, was not language of, about presence. In fact, nobody was talking about the presence then. Uh, and it's, it's actually, um, in the scriptures, the word God's, pre the presence word is used more often or not in the Old Testament, not the New. Because in the New Testament, what we're tending to talk about is the Holy Spirit. Now, we as Christians, followers of Jesus, and although we're, you know, we try and do things in a contemporary way, we just feel that that works for us better, the, the, the center of our faith is, is very traditional. And so we believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We believe the classic Christian creeds, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So in case you missed it, or in case you're confused about it, when we talk about the presence, we're really talking about God, the Holy Spirit, and him being with us. And I just felt this week as I was preparing this, I needed to say that, because for those of us who've been Christians for a long time, we know instantly what we're talking about when we talk about the presence. We're talking about God, the Holy Spirit. But if you're new to this faith, and thank God many of you are new to the faith in this place, we're really talking about God's Holy Spirit. And so just hold that thought, and we'll come back to that in about 10 minutes, and then we'll We'll do some ministry time. So when we think about God's presence, and let's just start in the Old Testament having referenced it, let's just throw up on that screen, Hannah, that uh, uh, Exodus 33 thing. 
Now, during the great escape, let's call it that, from Egypt, when Moses, under God's prompting and instigation, led the Hebrews, as they were known then, out of slavery and on this great epic journey towards the promised land which God was going to give them. There was this point where things became very, very clear. Things became very, very clear. And in Exodus 33, and you'll see what I mean in just two moments, in Exodus 33, verse 14, the Lord says this to Moses. He says, my presence will go with you. My presence will go with you on this great epic journey, and I will give you rest. And then Moses, it's as if he got it. Suddenly he understood it. There was a moment of extreme clarity there. And there'd been so much happening, and who could be forgiven for sort of getting distracted by so many of the other things? I mean, crossing the Red Sea, and they're all, you know, you know, name it, it was happening. And suddenly this moment of clarity, divine revelation. Moses says to God, he says, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, Do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all other people on the face of the earth? He suddenly realized that God's presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit, was a distinctive. It distinguished them from other peoples. And that's what distinguishes the people of God, Christians if you will, from other races or tribes or whatever, that actually God's presence is in this place. God's presence is with us. Now, in the new year, after we've done the Christmas thing and the, you know, the, 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 the sort of new year envisioning and setting course for the new year, we're gonna start teaching on the blessing too. Preaching team was sort of thinking and been praying about this. And we want to talk more about how we carry this blessing out there. You know, we've said already a number of things we've said, you know, uh, that, that we are blessed in order to be a blessing. And that's part of the essential understanding of what the blessing is. So we want to unpack that a little bit more in the new year. So there is a part two to come. But it is God's presence that is the distinguishing feature of the children of God, whether you come to Vineyard or you come to the Abbey or wherever, you know, if the, God's presence isn't there, if there isn't an acknowledgement and an awareness, well then, then we have to question whether or not there's an authentic expression of Christianity. So it's the presence that distinguishes us. Now that shouldn't be new to you because I know I've touched on that in other contexts and other teachings this year. Looking on though, rushing on, Uh, Let's have a look, Hannah, please, if you don't mind. I'm skipping about a bit because I'm wanting to be precise. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1 says this. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram, and it all began with Abram in Genesis 12, didn't it, when the blessing was given to Abram, as it was called then. It says, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. I am your shield, your very great reward. Now we've been talking about the blessing and we've been unpacking and dissecting the blessing, talking about elements, and there are more actually, but we just felt we wanted to focus on these eight. As you dissect what the blessing means and the outworking of that when, when, when we consider God's blessing, actually it's all part of knowing God and being known by God. All part of that. It's not just some sort of, 
you know, you join a club and then you get the membership badge and you get the monthly journal and then you get a discount on the, the shops. And, it, you know, it's, it, you, you could be tempted for thinking that the blessing was a sort of a, a bunch of, like a bag of goodies you get when you become a Christian. It's so much more than that. All of the, those features that we have been uh, teaching on are part of knowing God and being known by God. And God himself summarizes it like this. I am your very great reward. Let's just say to the Lord now, you are my very great reward. One, two, three. You are my very great reward. And again, you are my very great reward. You see, knowing God and all that comes with that is enough. Now, I'm, I'm not... I'm not the person I will become. God hasn't finished me with yet. And I confess that where I am in my walk, God is not quite enough. There are other things I want in my life. But I understand where God is taking me. I mean, I, I, I love my wife. She's the best thing since sliced bread. That is a compliment. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a very good one, does it? Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I, I can't think of a sonnet, but anyway, there you go. I love my kids, my grandkids. I want them to be blessed and do well. I, I, want, I want to be a blessing to my friends and my neighbors, etc., etc. There's so much more. This life that God has given us is so full of potential, isn't it? Mark helped us with that. And yes, that's part of it. But where I am going, where we are going as God's pilgrim people, if I can call us that, we're going to that place where God will be enough. He will be the sum of all of our longings, as I'm fond of saying. We're coming to that point. We're coming to that point. But God is our very great reward. And what we need to understand, and I'm fond of saying this too, and I've been saying it for, for a long time now, is that the church has got better and better and better at recognizing in our meetings like this when the presence of God is there. People will say to me, oh, it was a wonderful service. You know, it was it, his presence was so sweet or his presence was so thick or God was really there. And, you know, you'll go to other meetings and, and you know, experience the same thing. We've got good at recognizing his presence. But what we have not understood seemingly is that, and this is the thing I'm fond of saying, his presence is power. And I'm talking on presence and power today. His presence is power. Now, we could spend a long time on that. I'm not going to do that because I want to, I want, I'm sensing God's presence here now and I want God to show us that. But, but just turn with me, if you will. It'll go up on the screen to Luke chapter one and, uh, sorry, Acts chapter one. And I should have briefed Hannah on this, but she's very good. She'll catch up with me. She's part of our techie team. And if you want to part, be part of that, go and meet the gang at the back there. So I am looking at, uh, yeah, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Could you just throw that up for me, Hannah, if you can catch up with me? Great. And in, in it, where we are in, in the book of Acts is that Acts was written by Luke. And Luke, of course, is one of the Gospels, the stories, sort of the first, seemingly first-hand stories about Jesus. And... Luke wrote one of those Gospels, and where that book finishes is with the ascension of Jesus. So Jesus dies on the cross, and then he, he ascends into heaven. And he says, and I'll just read this to you, Hannah needn't uh, catch me up on this one. 
But he says to his, uh, his disciples, and it's the very last thing he says in, according to Luke, he says, I am going to send you what my father has promised. In other words, this, and there's so much more, in other words, this blessing thing, the father's promise is coming to you. We're now in that place where you can re-engage with that. You can receive that. But he goes on, he says, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. So you see there, there's a connection between the promise, the blessing, and power. But it's all the more clear in this Acts chapter one, verse eight. And this is again another account of of Jesus' ascension, so it's as if Luke picks up the theme. It's a bit like when you're watching these American drama serials. You know, the first 30 seconds are filled with a flashback of what went on before. Luke's doing a similar thing here. And it says here, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So when when you experience God's presence, that's when the power comes on you. And the church loves God's presence and is developing a real appetite for it so that in this day and age, as I said, many streams are really focusing and really excited about the presence, but we're really just talking about welcoming the Holy Spirit into our meetings and into our lives and saying we want to live by that. But the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he may come with comfort and peace and protection and provision and potential and all these other things. But he always comes with power. He always comes with power. You know, if you invite me into your home, what you get is somebody who's six foot one, a waif like nine stone. (laughs) (sighs) You guys. A blonde eyed guy. You know, you get me. When we invite the Holy Spirit, we get him. Blonde, six foot one, and waif like nine, nine stone. I'm made in the image of God. This is what he looks like, you know. <laughs> I think that's another one. Forget that. <laughs> Bail me out. I think, I'm, I think, I think the, 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 uh, the flu medicine's beginning to affect me. When we invite God, we get him as he is. We'd like him just to be a peaceful guy, a comforter guy, a father guy, and he is all of those things. But he's also the creator God. He's also El Shaddai. He's also Elohim. He's also, as as Jeremiah, I'm reading through Jeremiah at the moment, he's the Lord of heaven's armies. And you invite him in, that's what you get. And the early church understood this in a way that we still to rediscover that when God's here in his presence when Sam or Joe or Darren, our worship pastors, are leading us into God's presence and we begin to think, oh my gosh, this is wonderful. What we're responding to is God's presence because he's a wonderful guy to have around. Forgive me, Lord. Wonderful God to have around. But also he's here with power. And that power will heal bodies. And that power will drive out darkness. And that power will be a power that, as we will help you to understand in the new year, is something you can take out into your workplace. That power is is something that will help those of you who are still struggling to conceive, to conceive. I wish it was every person I prayed for, it isn't, but it's many. 
you know. That power is the power that causes neighbors to say, as some neighbors said to us on Thursday, so what is it you do? And that was just an open invitation to begin explaining what we do and why we do it. You know, I always try and, in any conversation I have with, an, with somebody who's not yet a Christian, I try and intrigue them. I, I don't deliver them the whole sort of nine yards, as it were. I try and leave them with some, with some, some questions to ask. And, that, and it, it's, it's the Holy Spirit that does that, gives you that kind of wisdom, where you can become, become effective. So anyway, I'm going to invite the band up now. And... Um, you know what, I'm going to have Mark and Steph come up with me. Can we have a couple of mics for Mark and Steph just to do some words of knowledge here? Thank you. I'd ask you to give them a round of applause, but I'm not going to because I've just... Oh, well, all right then. Enough. Don't do that. Steph will get big-headed. <laughs> I'm feeling the pressure at the moment. Of course <laughs> you are. No, no. Of course you are. Let me just see if... Can you work that one out, Mark? Yeah. Okay, why don't we all stand? There we are, I think, yeah. Let's just do a little test on these. And what we're going to do is, uh, I just want the band to... Can we pick up that refrain, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here? Can we do that? Is that okay to begin with? Let's just slip back into that. I sense God's presence, but let's just slip back into that. And then I'm going to read out these words of knowledge that have been given, and then we're going to give you one or two in the moment. So if we can stick to words of knowledge, try not to do prophetic words. But I'm not saying don't, but, you know, I mean, you might have some prophetic words. That's all right stuff. And then we're just going to see where God leads us. It's only 25 to 10, uh, to 11, rather. We've got plenty of time. Thanks, son. <laughs> 